When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Apartment 14, the podcast all about New Girl. I'm your host, Jill, here with my co-host, Joe. Joe? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> and Heather? Hello. <laughs> like terrible. You know, I don't want to restart. buddy. So <laughs> going to move forward. We're here to discuss season four, episode 13 coming out. Before we do, we'll pass around the feeling stick. Joe, do you have a feeling stick? Not today. Hevs, do you have a feeling stick? Um, I'm going to be quick, though, because sadly we're back on, on Zoom. Um, so on this show, this podcast, we often talk about Clueless and Alicia Silverstone. And I just want to let you guys all know she is on a Netflix movie called the killing of the sacred deer with nicole kidman and uh it's really good to see her again if you haven't already seen her in uh the little mini series american woman which was phenomenal and also on this podcast we talk a bit about may whitman and her eyebrows sometimes too and i just wanted to let you know that she is in an episode of HBO's Room 104. It's like you're the website IMDb. <laughs> Just oh. lists, like random people and what things they're in. <laughs> Thank you. I love IMDb. Uh, IMDb. Anyways, my <laughs> feeling stick is unrelated to New Girl, but something I have to share because I'm so excited. We did the last couple of podcasts out of order. So this is going to air way after the fact, but I finally made it to the John Mayer concert on my drive there. I was able to get way closer seats because I guess right before the showtime, they dropped the price of tickets and it was just two in this one section for me and my mom is just perfect. It's the best concert I've ever been to. And if you ever have a chance to see him live, I highly recommend it. Now let's get into the episode. Joe, let's go with the Joe Flicks description first. Oh, on this one, you know, I don't know if I have a description, but the Netflix description said coming no, out, I, and I was like, "No, that's uh, the name of the episode." What's it called? Coming out. It's the name of the episode. It's not the Netflix description. Netflix doesn't name the episodes. Oh, um. Ooh. You you knew we were gonna meet tonight. <laughs> Maybe I know. to get his juices but, flowing. But I'm I'm kind of thinking that it should have been it should have been don't let the inmates run the asylum. Oh, I like that. Oh, love it. It took a full minute, but that's a good one. So the Netflix description is. Just goes out of her way not to give Ryan preferential treatment now that staff knows they're dating. Winston's obsessed with a good luck crystal. 
Yeah, no, I don't. I already know your discussion question is going to be like, oh, I love crystals, Heather. How is that a question? Exactly. Guest stars from this episode, I don't have any written down because they're all people who have already been in it. But I feel like one of the teachers was new and I dropped the ball on that. So my apologies if I did. We open in the loft and Winston is wearing his crystal and references how it's amazing. What? I know Joe Flicks. Okay. We open in the loft and Winston is wearing his crystal and he references that it's hazing, but it's okay because he secretly loves it. Kai and Schmidt lift their heads up off the couch. They've been there for multiple days. And we see that Schmidt is in pain, but he will not go to the doctor. Nope. Coach busts into the room where Jess and Ryan are and says, you guys don't have to date in secret anymore. I looked up this lawsuit that happened and we find out it's not because he cares, but he's tired of not being known as the hot teacher anymore since everyone has a crush on Ryan and thinks they'll stop if they know he's unavailable. Totally shady. Uh, Jess is in the meeting with the principal and he says, it's not me you need to worry about. It's other teachers. And she's like, no, I can do this. It's not going to be a problem. I'm going to go listen to their field trip proposals. I'm flying through these scenes. This feels weird. (laughs) So we're at the doctor and uh, Schmidt comes out. And I love how Nick totally overreacts. I was like, Schmitty, do you have cancer? Oh, I love that. Totally freaking out. Because usually it's Schmidt doing that to Nick. Yeah, Nick was acting so loving. And Schmidt looks so agitated and annoyed. It's like, no, he'd be eating that up. No, he would eat that up with a spoon. But I think he's just in too much pain. Yeah. We find out from the nurse that uh, Schmidt has an ulcer and he's supposed to take his medicine and quote, do nothing all day, which of course he's with Nick and Kai. So he's with the perfect people who know about doing nothing. Back at school, Jess is listening to all the presentations, but before she announces to the group that her and Ryan are dating, it goes terribly because all the girls are mad. The presentations are a disaster. Ryan's is clearly the most amazing where the kids get to speak to astronauts and and operate Mars Rover. And she chooses Ryan, which makes everyone mad. Heather. Um, I'm just going to say the coach started it off with saying, you're upset. When I'm upset, I hook up with me. (laughs) I know. And then his presentation for the field trip was about hooking up with him. And I don't know if it's supposed to be annoying or if it's personal to me. I cannot stand how the nurse keeps saying freaking. Yeah, no, I think it's supposed to be annoying. Yeah. You know, the older a teacher who has the glass of water and she's like, at the water treatment plan, they make it delicious by taking the poop out of it. Caden had to go on that field trip. Oh. And I was a chaperone. Oh. Because I chaperoned all the field trips because I just thought it was like so scary for kids to get on a bus and go somewhere without me. And yeah, it was not, it was gross. So good job, Jess, not choosing that one. And also coach, when coach says that about hooking up, Mrs. Roz goes, I don't eat day old bread. Yes, yes you do. Yes, you do. (laughs) Why did you say that? She's just weird. Yeah. So we're back at the loft and Schmidt is trying his best to make a run for it, use his electronics, and they make him stay by swaddling him because Kai has an overactive nephew and that's what they do for him. We're back at the school and Jess, who's had office hours for years that no one's taken her up on, has the whole faculty there so everyone can be mad and act crazy and complain and say that she chose the field trip because she's dating Ryan. Heather? 
I just want to run back into the teachers meeting where uh, Lorenzo is like, hello, mom, it's me. No, I'm not calling about that. Yeah. Hilarious. I like when coach says he's tired of being the second hottest teacher. And Lorenzo's like, now you know how I feel when you came. (laughs) Yeah, that was hilarious. Oh, Lorenzo. And he does not look like a Lorenzo. I love later when Jess goes, biology teacher. And he goes, first of all, my name's Lorenzo. Lorenzo. (laughs) Which if you like Mr. whatever Lorenzo's last name. (laughs) Exactly. So um, Jess gets so upset. She changed her mind and go with Lorenzo's foliage uh, trip. Ryan doesn't get upset with her, but just upset that he put her in this position. Um. I don't know why we're suddenly with the group because I wrote Winston loves crystals. <laughs> so I guess we should oh, no, they're they're at home and Nick's trying to keep Schmidt home and he gives him some uh, sweatpants and Schmidt says, I look like an off-duty ice cream truck driver. Yeah, I think that <laughs> happened with, before the swaddling, right? I think, yeah, that happened before the swaddling. Yeah. So um, we find out, I think we're back at the bar and Winston's saying how much he loves his crystal that he's been, like so many ladies have been interested in. It gives him courage. And he asks coach what he would need courage to do. And he says, he's not afraid of anything except for country music line dancing. (laughs) Weird, but accurate. Joe, have you ever gone line dancing? I used to run a country bar. Right. But I asked you if you'd ever gone line dancing. No, but. I had to coordinate all the all the uh, teachers and all the music. What about you, Hebs? No, I don't have rhythm. Okay. Um, but what I do have is crystals. And Winston says, um, I will never take it off unless I was making red socks. And it went into the red socks. That's just basic. Well, I said something. He's like, I don't know a lot about crystal care, but I plan to find out. Yeah, that's hilarious. I think that also was a different scene. This is kind of a mess, notes-wise. Um, so Schmidt's in the bathroom trying to use a word processor, which Heather you oh, used to have. So funny. And Nick comes in, he gets in an argument with Nick, like, aren't you bored? You know, being lazy all the time. Like, yeah, you're physically lazy, but not you used to be mentally lazy. And they reference how they used to come up with inventions. Um now Nick gets up before noon the next day to prove to everybody that he's not lazy and <laughs> coach dresses like Ryan because he found out from the nurse that it's not so much about Ryan being attractive, but about him, quote, having feelings and stuff. Right. A uh, coach dressed up as Ryan is just like everything to me. I thought that was so cute. And trying to be British. Yeah, exactly. With his accent. Yeah. Joe, there was actually a joke you really liked that we passed. Did you want to say something about it? Which one? Uh, about I like my stomach, like I like my suits. Oh yeah, with no lining. That was Schmidt. Right. Because <laughs> he, he was talking about it because something's wrong with him, but he won't go to the doctor. Right. Yeah. We we okay. <laughs> so we're on the field trip, and we find out the kids are just raking and bagging leaves and doing yard work, basically. But before we get more into that, we see Schmitz at work and his boss comes in and asks how his quote phantom ulcer is. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, put me on the red potatoes account. I got three ideas lined up. What was the first one? It was like, give me a taste or something. He's like, that's it. That's it. 
my notes are terrible i'm so sorry <laughs> and then she she says her son's birthday so that's referencing alvin love him oh yeah we never really see him much after this yeah so she says that she won't promote schmidt because he's the best mid-level employee she's ever yeah. had and she's not going to get rid of him because she needs him and that's so disappointing for him coming in with an ulcer and being treated like that Oh, I know. I saw somewhere I thought it was a little over the top at this meme about like, if you died tomorrow, your work would just find someone to replace you in a couple days. So like chill out and live your life a little bit, you know? Yes. <laughs> Joe, you don't have that problem because you work for yourself. Yeah, yeah. So it's true. I mean, a lot of people lost their jobs because of a virus, right? As right. soon as they could, as soon as... They thought, oh, boy, we'd have to dig into our coffers to pay these people. Oh, no, let's not do that. Let's just get rid of them. What's a coffer? Like into their coffers, like their savings, like oh. their, all their money they have. Well, it's yeah, a large, didn't... large corporation with all this money, but they're like, oh, we don't want to pay them if they got to sit home for six months, you know? Lay everybody off. Exactly. It's a rough time. So we're at the field trip and Jess finally catches on for sure that the students are only doing yard work. And our young Lorenzo, he hits a beehive, which fun fact, Joe's allergic to bees and refuses to carry an EpiPen. So he wouldn't have done well at that field trip. And all the kids and everyone start running and a uh, coach runs in to try and help save everybody. Back at the bar, Jess and coach have bites or stings. I think she said it was actually wasps um, all over their face. And Jess feels like she's failed. And Cece, who they often start to use as like a voice of wisdom for everybody, says, you, you yeah. don't need to make everyone happy. You can't make everybody happy. You just got to go, you know, do your best and be yourself and own it. So Winston says that when Jess is scared, that's why God made crystals. And I don't, we don't see him give it to her, but it's implied. And we see her wear it in a later scene. We're at the loft with Nick and Schmidt and they're both like, you were right to each other. They both want to change. They have an idea. They're going to save at the same time, but first they count to 11, which feels like it takes forever instead of three. And they both say, let's work together again, which leads to a great episode coming up. We're back at school and coach is like, I'm not sensitive. I'm coach. And they sing how in pain he is and the way he's acting. And somehow that makes everybody like him again. I don't, I thought he looked so gross. I don't understand that scene at all. Hebs. I'm looking at my, we're all of this. It's <laughs> not our best podcast. When he's in the teacher's lounge and the girls are like, Ooh, did you get stung? Does it hurt? Oh yeah. That was funny. Yeah. I just thought it was weird. Cause he looks so gross. That's what would happen to Joe. Cause Joe's allergic to bees. No, yeah. he wouldn't be able to breathe. Then he'd go to the hospital. <laughs> oh, no. And, and then, so that's what, circling back to, you don't let the inmates run the asylum. Oh. This is what I was talking about, because they dictated what field trip they're going to go on, because she gave in. She, she made the decision. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, uh, I take it back, because now everyone's mad. And then they end up going, and the kids are basically underage slave labor. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not a good so, look. Not a good look for a field trip. <laughs> yeah, that's why you don't let the inmates run the asylum. 
I like how that one time I said, Joe says, we'll see you later. And then he never goes back to it. Now he makes a point to go back to his first thing all the time now. So Jess goes into her normal meeting wearing the crystal with her teacher clothes and tells everyone how she's going to do her best and she's not going to show favoritism and you can always come to her, but you're not always going to agree with her decisions. And she loves this man. Seriously? I mean... I don't know. There I love yous on the show get a little weird. Well, Jess is socially awkward and things fly out of her mouth. That's true. And Ryan says that he loves her too. We're back at the bar where Coach is now wearing the crystal and it gives him the strength to do country line dancing to <laughs> Shania Twain. And as usual with every dancing scene, they stick poor Jake Johnson in the back and he's yes. literally, you can see him watching everyone else and copying their steps a beat late. And it's like, it's line dancing. It's not even that hard. I don't know. Hey, hey, hey. You've never tried line dancing. Yes, I did with you. When? I just said, did you ever line dance? And you said no. In our house. I didn't say, did you ever line dance in public? <laughs> no, you tried to teach me in our house. And how'd that go? Not well. Okay. <laughs> so that ends our recap of this episode. Sorry if it was a little choppy. We did some stuff out of order um, this week, and I think it led me to some confusion. So that brings us to our favorite Jess look. Hevs, why don't you kick it off? Well, okay. Uh, it was interesting because the whole, like the second day when they're all at her office, uh-huh. I thought that that white dress had ladybugs on it. And so I was going to vote for that because my dog, Sprinkles, just got a new ladybug dress. But then I started thinking it was red, black and red ants. So then I went online and asked the internet and they were upside down umbrellas. Yeah. Did you try asking your eyes? Because that was very obvious. I did ask my eyes. I think you might need new glasses. (laughs) Maybe. I was confused as to why the umbrellas were upside down. Yeah, the whole thing, it just, so then I was frustrated, so I started hating that dress, and so I went to her houndstooth dress, um, because my dog Sprinkles has a houndstooth dress, but I also love the black blazer. Okay, I voted for the- With the houndstooth. Okay, I voted for the umbrella upside down dress, Joe. The umbrella upside down dress. You're just saying that. <laughs> okay. We'll kick it off with you then. Since How convenient. We'll kick it off with Joe since he has such strong opinions tonight about clothes. Who's your overall best dress, Joe? Um, it had to be coach line dancing. Oh, okay. What was he wearing? I don't know. I still don't know what that was that he's wearing. <laughs> Yeah, but like it wasn't lined in. How about we say because he was wearing the crystal? Uh, no, Winston was wearing the, the crystal. No, 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 as I as we watched an episode and as I just redescribed to you at the end, Coach is wearing the crystal. That's why he had the courage to line dance. Oh, Winston gave it to him. Okay, I'm gonna move on to Hevs. Hevs, who's your best dress? Uh, my best dress, I did something very interesting, is best dressed was whoever the person was in the scene 
wearing the crystal. Nice. So if wearing the crystal, she's best dressed. If Winnie's wearing the crystal, he's best dressed in that moment. If Coach is wearing the, the crystal, he's best dressed in that moment. You guys see what I'm doing there? Yeah, because you explained it to us, so. Okay. Um, I voted for Jess with umbrella dress, but it was also a tie with Coach trying to dress like Ryan. Oh, I put that as my second choice, too. Um, we have a zero on the Schmidt jar count. Joe, what was your favorite Schmidt moment? Ooh. I would say... I don't know. It wasn't really a funny episode for Schmidt. Well, your favorite joke was the one about the lining. Yeah, yeah. But that, but I don't want to really say that's my favorite because he was kind of sick there. Good point. Yeah. So he was just kind of just steady throughout the whole episode. Hevs? Um, for my Schmidt moment, okay, please don't take this the wrong way. I never want Schmidt to be sick or in pain, but I also like being samesies with him. And I've had ulcers. So your favorite Schmidt moment was that he had an ulcer because you have that in common? Samesies, yeah. Okay, I had no favorite Schmidt moment from this episode, so I'm with Joe. Favorite funniest moment? Uh, Mine is the crystal bit because one, it involved Winston. And two, just because it was funny. Second, because I like the hills and I'm always like, why is Spencer Pratt so into crystals? <laughs> and Heather, unfortunately, has a crystal thing. So I voted yeah, for that. Joe, close to home. Joe uses the crystal and so do I to center ourselves in the podcast. Joe used to use the crystal you brought him and then he took it yeah. to Arizona and no one's seen it since. <laughs> Joe, what was your favorite or funniest moment overall? um oh the country line dancing when they all line dance <laughs> i agree that was really cute i love how into it jess got heather yeah i was afraid somebody else would have that i don't want to be basic um but that is what i picked okay even, but- even though in that season they start doing like back to back to back dance and music yeah they do they sing in the next episode but in this one it was still good because it was fresh right okay um so now we pass out the honey roast award for the best character performance etc and episode i'm so redundant but i give it to whoever thought it would be funny to give winston a crystal and had call it hazing for the police department it just worked into all the other storylines so well heather who or what gets your honey roast well I did something like that, but it's kind of interesting. I did my honey roast just goes to the crystal. Oh, okay. I stole from Joe who likes to also give honey roast objects. Yeah. I wish we could buy that prop. I would buy that for you if I could. Oh, I love that. Joe, honey roast? I would say for this episode, it would probably have to be Jess. Mm. Yeah, because she had to take all these different people and all the opinions and everything else Yeah, and kind of work with it all. And then she had to put up with the unfortunate, you know, uh, act of using the kids as labor and not really a field trip. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but in the end, everything came out okay and now everybody's happy with it. 
I like how you really do it from an internalized, like empathetic standpoint. Now you always pick the character who like has the biggest struggle. Yeah. Yeah. That is good. Good job, Joe. So that brings us to bears. I didn't catch any. I'm sure in the field trip there had to be. Heather, you caught the bear? Yes. The principal is saying, with my bare hands, I'll open the baguettes. Oh, and we had just discussed about how it could be like barefoot or bare hands. Excellent job. Oh, you cut out. What'd you say? I think that's why I got it. Because I was paying more attention to words. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I love baguettes. So I really get where he's coming from with that soliloquy. Did you see that on closed caption? They had on closed caption? No. Oh. I think she just heard it, right, Hebs? That's yeah. a good catch. Yeah, that's a good catch then. Thank you, Joe. So that brings us to discussion questions. I'll kick it off because I have a short one. Why is the nurse on the field trip? What if someone at school gets sick? Also, why is so much of the faculty on the school, the school field trip? Doesn't make any sense to me, but I guess because one faculty member got to pick the field trip for everybody, Maybe that's why, because it's multiple periods from like all first period went on. I don't know, but I definitely know the nurse didn't need to be there. Thoughts? Well, I it's because think- of chaperones. You need so yeah. many chaperones per kids. Right. So Usually they I think care it was like years. the whole seventh grade went. Right. Yeah. So uh, all the seventh graders. So the ratio, yeah, the ratio is one to five, one to six. Right. I'm just saying that you would bring teachers, you would bring teachers' aides, you would bring parent volunteers, but to remove the nurse from the school because one class is gone, it seems weird to me because then where do the the sick kids go? The schools have a lot of, uh, the school district has a lot of nurses and they would put a sub in because someone could get hurt on the field trip. Wow, Hevs, our school district has like one nurse that's responsible for four or five schools, but maybe she's obviously not a nurse. She's like a nurse's aide. True. Joe, discussion question? Hmm. So what was your favorite field trip in school? No matter what grade it was. Oh. Well, I don't know if this counts as a field trip, but in private school or our private school, you went to school kindergarten or first through eighth grade. So there's no real middle school break. So you like literally graduate in eighth grade and it's a really big deal. And so we got to go to Disneyland for the day. Now, I don't think that's a traditional field trip, but that's definitely going to remain my favorite. Well, I, I too got to go to Disneyland and I don't know if you got to do this, but we got to do a San Diego overnight. So that was, that was fun, but those were more like celebrations. Yeah. Like a reward. Um, so for me, I know this is going to sound weird, but it was to me the most moving and educational field trip I ever took. And I don't want to start crying, but it was the Holocaust museum, the museum of tolerance. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I didn't get a go on that. Cassidy did. And she thoroughly like enjoyed is not the right word, but enjoyed it. And Caden got to go too. And it was really impactful to him. And then I've, I've never got a chance to go, but I do want to. Um, Joe, what was your favorite field trip? Mine was when I was a freshman in high school, 
in Arizona, and we got to go to the uh, the Hoover Dam, mm. and we got to go down like into like how they built it and all the process and the people that died and who built it and I mean it was like it was pretty because you look at that and you go how do you how did you build this thing I mean it's huge mm -hmm. right you know what I'm saying. So I think that was that was pretty cool. And then you learn how it like feeds the water and the power for all these states and everything else. So I thought that was uh that was a good one. I never got to go to Disneyland. Well, yeah, you didn't live in California that day, yeah. Yeah, or anything like that. But uh but I thought that was a pretty cool one. Other than that, field trips were like, you know, you go to like an apple orchard or something, you know, but those are yeah. just, yeah, basic ones. Ones, the ones where you learn something about the history of the past, kind of like the, the Holocaust. The yeah. Right. Those are the ones, yeah, those are the ones that stick with you. Heather, were you going to yeah. say something out about, else about the Museum of Tolerance before I called on Joe? Sorry. Oh, yeah. And also just to make it clear, especially for people who like live out of state or whatever, my understanding is that they let you see when you're a kid they let you see parts and they tell you certain things that are factual but they don't go into anything that's age inappropriate yeah yeah it's, like, it's a guided tour it's a guided tour yeah. yeah and then I also wanted to point out that when you went to Disneyland I let you borrow my denim shirt with white pearls I don't think we needed to share what are you laughing at <laughs> what are you laughing at gray t-shirt it must have been in in the 80s i don't know first of all i graduated eighth grade in the 90s <laughs> the late wait the 90s sometime second it was a very cool top for the time and third i remember vividly being in line for okay i guess not that vividly but some sort of ride in Frontierland. <laughs> And there are stairs or some sort of incline. And I turned and two of the pearls popped off, hit the stairs and like rolled down them. And my friends were like chasing them. So I'm like, this isn't my top. My sister's yeah. going to get so mad. I, that was so, I always think of that too. And then I just want to say to Joe's, I can see where that would be your favorite. That sounds like really educational, but fun too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Heather, we're running low on time, but did you bring a discussion question? Oh, no, I have two. Well, let's start with your best one and see what happens. Okay. Um, did you ever, like, legitimately get very sick and still go to work? Oh, oh, Joe had a stroke and went to work. Well, we already told that story multiple he times. He really did. Yeah, it's hard to be a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, probably it is. <laughs> you make Schmidt look like child's play. Now, have I already told the story about the time when Joe made everyone at our work sick with the ice cream? Yes, <laughs> I think I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we told that story. I mean, I think we've all gone to work sick. I When I was um, pregnant with Caden, I had hyperemesis, so I had morning sickness all the time. And I was on my way to a golf tournament and I had to keep pulling over. I had to take side streets because I was like pulling over to throw up. And then I get there and all of the chargers, cheerleaders, I think, 
so beautiful in these fancy outfits were in the country club bathroom changing and I'm like running in to vomit like oh my god I'm pregnant I'm pregnant I'm pregnant and then they're like oh I'm up there it was so awful but you can't not show up to a golf tournament you organize like there's some days you have to go to work no matter what you never told me that that's crazy oh it's so traumatizing Joe uh, do you have a story other than your stroke um probably not I mean I mean we went to work hungover like all the time I think sometimes people were still drunk (laughs) you know but it's just something that's I think you just acclimate yourself to okay, I can't do this until about noon and I better not do this till about two because I had a physical job, you know, where you had to move stuff like beer kegs and food and boxes. And so you can't do that heavy lifting in the early morning. That's for sure. Yeah. Hebs, what's your answer to your question? Yeah, I would say that I was the ultimate of that. Well, maybe second to Joe Um, because I had a job where I had to every single week be in an airplane going to somewhere different for, for work. And, um, my, I was always sick. Like that whole six years, I was always, I never was well, I always had bronchitis and I had, um, a tolerance to antibiotics because I took them so much. And then my doctor was always telling me, stop flying, stop flying, stop flying. And I wouldn't. And now I have all kinds of ear problems from going, probably from growing up and my ears popping all the time. And I have a lot of breathing issues. So I would say that that was the ultimate as far as long-term consequences. And you can't see dress prints on TVs. So maybe Obviously, yeah, that was rough, that dress. (laughs) Um, We really only have five minutes. So unless your question, last question is super quick, we're going to have to wrap up. No, it's pretty quick. Um, like, are, are you like Jess in life that you are always trying to make everyone happy? No, not anymore. Joe? Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of am. I mean, I don't really make anybody mad, I don't think. Never. But you have all those people who work for you. You have to make them mad. Yeah, but I don't know that I'm making you mad. I mean, I, yeah, you get to a point in your life where you just don't, uh, you know, you just, you don't do drama. When you don't do drama, it's much easier, you know? You know are the saying? least dramatic person I've ever known. Absolutely. If something happens that involves Joe and I, like with our kids or whatever, and I call him all wound up, he's like, well, is what it is. I'm like, what? You have to get wound up with me. And then we calm down. <laughs> Heather, what's your answer? You are so constantly kind to everybody that no, I, it's just you, you know, There's no one, reason he's everybody's favorite. He is everybody's favorite. Um, no, I don't care about making people happy. Um, and the older and older, like in my twenties, I was a wreck about it. Thirties mm-hmm. mellowing. And now that I'm in my late forties, I don't care unless it's someone who means the world to me unless it's your dog and she wants way too many treats i was gonna say my dog or like one of you two or our fans or or our fans our listeners yeah throws an absolute fit if i need to take we need to take one week off so passionately about never taking time off 
I net we we want I want us to be there for you the way you guys are there for us. But if we're not careful, we won't be there for them at all because the podcast will be over. Oh, that's a dark day. I but know we're running out of time. So all Joe stories, all a Joe podcast of all Joe stories. <laughs> yeah, we just ask Joe questions. Have you yeah. ever been arrested for urinating in public? <laughs> Oh no, sorry. Gotten a ticket. Gotten a ticket. Not arrested. Okay, so that uh wraps up the discussion for this week. We'll see you next week for season four, episode 14, Swoot, with a very special guest host, mine and Joe's son, Caden Henderson. Ooh. Very exciting. I wonder how it'll go. We have, we haven't had a guest host in like a couple of years. Right. Okay, so uh we thank you guys for listening so many podcasts and you chose ours and we appreciate it we hope you have a great week and we'll see you later bye bye everybody bye.